0: Welcome to another episode of In The Loop Breakaway Podcast. This week, we are featuring our guest, Lindsay Sumter. Lindsay talks about her journey from California to Colorado, being a rodeo wife, a mom, and a rodeo coach. Lindsay tells us a little about her life story coming from Flying New Rodeo Company, her perspective from being a producer to an athlete, having grace, and taking the risk. Thank you for joining us. Take a listen. Okay, guys. We're here today with Lindsay Sumter. Lindsay is a 29-year-old college coach. Just wanted everybody to know that. Otero That's Junior right. College, May 9th is her birthday. Give her a shout out. Lindsay, thanks for coming to the show. Ah,
1: uh, I'm so pumped to be here because I'm so proud of you. You don't even know because I've been with you through this journey for a long time.
0: We have. I'm, I'm thankful that you've been there with me. Um, Lindsay came into my life when I was about... 17 years old maybe maybe a little sooner we used to make the annual trip to Reno rodeo and pretend like we were flying you <laughs> to get into the stall she'd flash yep. her lindsay rosser uh game card so it was pretty fun i mean
1: it's not like i didn't work for it i had to i had to work the whole time i was there but it was beneficial to have friends that had rigs that could actually make it to Reno, Nevada, instead of just mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about your history. You're originally from California. You came to Colorado. Uh, tell me a little bit about it, where you came from. Um, okay. I
1: was born and raised in the rodeo business. My grandfather is Cotton Rosser. We are still lucky to have him, and he's 92 years old. And he's actually decided that he's going to ride at Reno this year. So, or at Red awesome. Bluff, I'm sorry. So in April, he's going to like, they're getting his horse ready and he's going to ride in at Red Bluff. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. Um, born and raised in Northern California and the rodeo company had just a little bit of everything. I kind of say, um, I was genetically programmed to be something rodeo, uh, my mom and dad, we're about five miles from the headquarters of the main operation. I grew up there with bucking horses and bulls and roping, and I didn't really start competing in rodeos until I was like 13, and then went through with a high school, college ranks. Went to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, go Mustangs, <laughs>
0: um,
1: uh, and rodeoed for them at Cal Poly. Was lucky to make the college finals and and do all those cool things. So I've kind of done all aspects of rodeo when it comes down to it. When I was six, I carried the American flag at the NFR and I did that, you know, as a little girl and I trick rode in my teens and then obviously competed. Um, I am the girl that comes out of the horse, out of a two story tall boot and come out carrying the American flag. So I'm kind of like a circus freak, but different. I kind of just will do anything really (laughs) genetic, (laughs) genetic default. Um, So after Cal Poly, I wrote, I went, I worked for a small clothing company for a while and did some sales and, um, kind of pushed that, that program nationally for a sales, for a clothing company. And then I got hired with the professional bull riders and was a PR and marketing manager for them. And that is kind of part of the journey to Colorado. I was dating Wade Sumter at the time and he was from small town, America, Fowler, America. That's what I call Mm it. Um, it's a little little town east of Pueblo, which that's where I was lucky enough to meet you and your mom and your dad and your sister. And, um, kind of got it. I mean, kind of felt like we, we bonded kind of really, really fast. Um, and so I was working for the PBR and did PR and marketing traveled with the built for a tough series. It was a lot of travel. It was an awesome experience. I wouldn't change anything for the world. I was lucky to work under Randy Bernard and learn so much from him and his team. Hunter Colorado would be 30 miles east of where we're at in Fowler. And they decided in 2009 that they wanted to start their rodeo program back. And in night, they had a program from 1956 to 1980, something there's n- nobody really knows when it kind of dwindled away, but like CSUP, um, had a rodeo program. There's a lot of schools that had rodeo programs then, and then it, and then they all kind of just dwindled away. But in 2009, they decided to come back. So Wade and I got married in May. May twenty third, two thousand nine. I started at the college. I I pretty much stopped at PBR the week before the wedding. Got married. Started at the college June first. Um, when we started at the college, we had two kids on the rodeo program. No arena. No stalls. No idea. No ag program. No. Just kind of like we want to have a rodeo program. We're going to hire this crazy blonde from California, fresh off the boat, and doesn't have you know has, has connections in in the, in the business and the industry. And they wanted 20 kids that first year. And I think we got to 17. Um, Baylor Roach was in that, that recruiting class and he was my first NFR qualifier. So that was pretty cool. And then we've just kind of grown from there. And I've been there since 2009. I think I did the math and that. If you did like the average of the teams, it's around 300 student athletes that have come through the program since then. And we're just super, super lucky. We have two little boys, Weston and Lyndon. But if you talk to him, he'll tell you his name is Turkey, <laughs> and that's probably Wade's fault. I don't know why we call him Turkey, but that's what his name is, and that's what he learns at preschool how to write. And um, we have a little farm slash ranch here in Fowler, and I'm super blessed to be able to go to work and hang out with young rodeo competitors recruit young rodeo competitors, rope with them every day. Um, I kind of tell them like we're in the trenches there every day together and blood, sweat, and tears and flank bucking horses and sort bulls. And I mean, you name it, we do it. And I'm pretty, probably because I grew up in the rodeo business that I kind of pride myself that we buck bulls and horses every week. And, you know, as a rodeo coach, there's not a lot of programs that do that. And Mm -hmm. I am adamant about I'm adamant about like, it's a pain and the, you know what, but we're going to buck bulls and we're going to buck horses and, and it's going to be part of this program no matter what.
0: Well, and I think that that's so cool. I mean, being able to do that and having a coach that, you know, regardless, you know, blood, sweat, tears, thick and thin rain or shine, it's going to happen. It's accountability and, and being able to put yourself in that situation. You know, you see people come up that are hopefully one day, like you said, going to the NFR, going further ranks and going to better the sport. And so being able to have that accountability and I mean, that, that culture carries over into your kids. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's,
1: it's been a ride for sure. There's been a lot of uh, bumps in the road, hundred yeah. percent, but every, every, you know, every scar, every bump, every mishap, every high, every low they they make it worth it. It's fun
0: pretty cool pretty cool gig we got it is it's pretty sweet you know get to stay young every day um Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about you know you've been the foundation of rodeo so to speak from your family flying you um talk a little bit about how you have watched it as a a young girl until now grow and evolve like I mean, what's, what are, what were the goods, the bads, you know, wh- what do you think has changed
1: in the sport in general? Mm-hmm. Funny backstory. My dad was a West coast region director back, back when they bucked in the seventies and college rodeo, he voted against women being able to team rope in college <laughs> rodeo. <laughs> oh, God. It's, my dad said, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, my mom, she tried so hard to make me like this, like my mom rode Western pleasure and she was a rodeo queen. And she tried so hard to make this little, not little, I'm actually extremely large to make this blonde girl, like her pretty, pretty princess. And I'm like, tomboy on undo rope. And I'm going to ride colts. And like, uh, they, they'd have had UFC fighting when I was younger. I'd have probably done that too. You know, it, <laughs> She's so like, my dad he says, he remembers. Right. Yeah. Please. Can you like send me to etiquette school? No lie. Like I could have dinner with the the queen if I needed to, I could turn that on. But, um, he said Betty Gail Cooper was on the, on the board. Then he said she, he thought she was going to whip him when she got got out of that meeting because he voted against it. And then now he has like a, like a roper, you know, but back to your question. It's so funny because I tell girls all the time, or, or females on my team, and, and young girls that I help that are in high school and, and little kids, like you don't understand. When I graduated from college, I stopped. I until I moved to Colorado, I was a barrel racer. Mm-hmm. I trained barrel horses. My my aunt Cindy had a really nice Bugs Alive stud, and she had some nice colts, and we rode those colts and we'd put them on the barrels, and I ran barrels and I ran barrels on a horse that I raised and went to the rodeos running barrels. I I tell people you know, like not now, but there, at, there was a point that I had won more money running, running barrels than I had the breakaway roping because there wasn't any, like, yeah, you won, you had college rodeos. And when, after we left those yellow, you know, those yellow banners at the college finals, that was it for us. We were done. And Mm -hmm. let me know, I team roped and I wrote breakaway calves and I kind of retired my horse, my breakaway horse. And I moved to Colorado and I brought a head horse and a barrel horse and when I moved out here, I realized, oh, there's amateur rodeos and they have breakaway roping. Oh, that's cool. And then I kind of, you know, like I'd show up at the rodeos. I made a few friends, you know, like mm-hmm. you guys. And I'd show up with my rope bag or I had, I had a head horse, but I would show up with my rope can and be like, kind of thumb out like, Hey, can, can I, can I film a ride? I entered the breakaway. Yeah. <laughs> and You know, it was just kind of lucky I I had some contacts and had some friends and and they let me ride their stuff there for a while. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot different here. Like, you know, we can actually we can actually row. So to to sit back and see where where I started, you know, kind of just in the production side of rodeo and secretarying and timing and, you know, flags and all of those things that come with the production side of it and, and the pageantry side of rodeo to Competing in rodeo and then almost like semi retiring because it was over. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't live in Texas. I didn't Mm -hmm. live where they had breakaway jackpots. Every breakaway jackpot for me was like 30 hours away, and that's not feasible. Mm -hmm. So, it's so cool to be to the age that I am where I can still utilize it, but the age that I am to where I can look back and be like, this is so Mm BA because now. The, the little girls that I help, they could potentially make a living doing this. Cause it's only yeah. going to evolve, you know, from here, you, I mean, same thing for you. It wasn't where, it, what it is now for you and what it was 10 years ago for you is totally different. You, you team roped, yeah. you were a team roper, you were a header. I healed for you. Like we, we would go to team ropings because that's how we could make money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about rope and break. It wasn't about rope in the neck. It was about so that, so now you know, a six foot blonde can make a living rodeo and in rope and breakaway calves. It's so cool that we don't have to be just be, you know, the barrel racer. And I always tell people, God bless me with this ginormous body, so I didn't have to run barrels. But I actually love running barrels. Like I <laughs> I love I love training barrel horses. I love riding them. But by God, I'm no jockey because uh, I'm a realist. A little tiny human is gonna is gonna kick my butt every time. I know. Are you
0: sure you are faster than me? Yeah,
1: yeah. Right? Yeah. Like at my run was way better than that. But my horse is carrying fifty extra pounds in yours because I am three foot taller than you. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I think that that's so. But cool. no, it's you know, it's awesome. We we did, and I and that's how we first kind of got together in his team roping because that was really the the fat, like the future. Um, mm-hmm. you know we. We, we had a future. We could go to the world series. We could go to the U S team ropings. There was unlimited events. There was a finals. there was an end game. Um, you know, no, it wasn't strict men's versus women's, but that's really all we had. And, you know, just like when I got done uh, in 13 with college, that was it. Like there was nothing else. There was amateur rodeos and I, I was fortunate to be in Texas, but that, that was really it. And, you know, we say 10 years ago, how much it's changed. Even the last five years, like two years, two, one year, two years, two years, yeah. Like, I mean, when, we went from dreaming to being a part of the NFR huge. to actually getting yeah. to be a part of the NFR, and so you know, I think um, that's that's one thing that I really like to go back on and bring up is it just how far it's actually come and how many women have put the time and effort into that? Maybe nobody knows behind the scenes on the production side or the committee side or any of that, that, that have made it, you know, bring it to fruition. I think that's pretty neat.
1: It is super awesome. It's, it's awesome. And then the other part of it's like, Oh, a little aggravating because you're like, my God, we've been doing this a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Betty Gale, look at Larry D. Look at JJ. They've been doing this a long time and they are now, in, in the, in the peak of this, of this hype, at, I don't want to say it, but at 50, mm-hmm. right? right. God bless them. Because let me tell you, I don't know if I'm gonna be doing this when I'm 50. Like I got, I'm hoping that the genetically programmed children that I produced are going to get us, you and me in a skybox, having a freaking Mai Tai somewhere at an NFL game. Like, come on, <laughs> but not <laughs> going on, I'm down there. Yeah. Not going to Springfield, Missouri to a breakaway uh, PRCA rodeo, you know, like we're going to,
0: we're going to go to skybox. Like that's the goal here, people,
1: <laughs> but no, I just think it's so cool. And like how, um, I'm just glad that women like Larry D and JJ are going to, are, are able to capitalize on it. You know, like that they can, they can still, they can still go and they can still do the and, and win. And I mean, they're amazing. The hardest part now is when you're a little bit older, is watching those younger girls. Like, golly, they do things that my brain doesn't even function that fast. I know. You know, they're they're it's, the talent is crazy. And I was I was we were talking about something, and I said you can go to a breakaway jackpot, and you can you have no idea who's going to win first. You don't. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. Like, you don't know every time. I mean you kind of have an idea of who's going to do a cor- who's going to be correct, who's going to do the right thing and who's probably going to stay in the mix. But well, you don't know who's going to win first anymore. Because there's so much talent, young talent, old talent, middle of the road talent. The talent has come so far. It's amazing.
0: Well, and they're hungry too. You know like one of the coolest things yeah. is I get the privilege of going a lot of different places and I'm very fortunate for that but like I was at a jackpot the other day and I didn't even know the girl that won it I'd never seen her didn't know her name and and I feel like I know quite a few people just from being around and having an right. opportunity to go and yeah. you know that's one thing there are so many girls at an elite level who are hungry who practice every day you know used to you could say well you know I work so hard well so does everybody else and so Now that's exciting to me is how hungry these girls are, how many girls are stepping up to the table, how many girls are being in the mix, you know, at, at consistently at jackpots at pro rodeos, you know, amateur rodeos going up to the ranks, high school, junior high, you know, whatever it may be, there is generations to come for this. And that's, that's really exciting. But Kelsey and and Jason, we decided we're having a 30 and over association. If you're 50, Amen. you can't enter. I'm only because... 29. Hold oh, on. No, you're only I'm not, 29. I'm not you're there yet. you there have to have a birthday, but like, Larry have have D birthday and, birthday. and them can't enter. So it'll just be, you know, a small group of us. And then that's it. We're not inviting uh, anybody else. Yeah. There we go. All
1: right. You tell me, tell me when I need to turn 30 again.
0: <laughs> well, let me know when you're ready. You know, I don't know. It okay. might be a few years. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm not there. I'm not mentally there yet. I'm not there yet. Maybe when Weston gets like, it gets a little older. I was 27 forever. You know, I was like, oh, I'm 27, and the kid, the college kids would be like, Yeah, okay. And then they would then like maybe 30 minutes later, think be like, you've been coaching for 10 years though. I'm like, Yeah, it's, I'm fine. It's fine. I'm 27. So do. What are you looking <laughs> at? Go do something. Yeah, else. just keep Don't walking. Something to do yeah. right
0: now. Yeah. Go feed
1: the calves. See you later. <laughs>
0: So let's talk about that coach at, at OJAC. Um wh- how do you see the difference between kids and how they've evolved, you know, when you started 10 years ago to now uh with their competition with their um you know, equestrian athletes, rough stock riders. I mean, how has it changed?
1: Um the numbers have changed and you probably see that too. Uh when I first started there there was more there was a the quantity was higher. Um, the quality of kids is, is always there. You know, there's always the good kids. There's always the middle of the road kids. And then there's always the kids that are just hungry to learn. And I love those kids. Like those are, sometimes those are my favorite ones. And those are the ones that like really just pour into the program and they make your kids, your higher level athletes better because they see how hard, you know, Frank is working so hard to learn how to rope mm-hmm. and like they, once you know this, cause you, you do the same thing. When you go to break and roping down to teach it and to help, it changes it a little bit
0: because you, you, if you have to process it, it
1: slows down in your mind and and you have to process it. So if those kids are helping the Franks, we'll call them Frank, the Frank, who's just like, Hey, I want to rope. I want to be part of the program. I want to, can I be your work study? Can I feed? Like, what do I, what do I have to do to be here? Right when those, you see those kids kind of like it process through their brain and like start to help Frank, it it helps everybody.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's
1: why I really appreciate those kids that are kind of learning and and hungry to learn. Um, the, the quantity and numbers is down, which is not great for the sport. Granted now there's more opportunities like with, with younger girls or, or ropers to go to jackpots, but the rough stock numbers is way down. And that, and that is, that's not great for the sport. Like it doesn't matter if you're a breakaway roper, a bulldogger, a team roper, calf roper, bull rider, bareback rider. We need to have the numbers because once you lose an event, once you have a PRC already that says we only have three bareback riders, but we have 5,000 added, we're not having it. It's not good. It's not good for the sport. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's bad. So, you know, um, I see that the talent. The talent is, is, is really good and really strong. I think that kids start competing a lot younger than even like when you, I mean, you, you were hauled a lot when you were little. I wasn't, I didn't rope until, I mean, I wasn't allowed to rope till I was strong enough to rope. And that was kind of just the mentality that we had, um, you know, where I, where I, how I learned. Um, and I, and I'm grateful for it because I feel like sometimes you learn some habits when you're little that you know because you're trying to compensate you know you see those little kids like really pulling like Weston he's 7 but he's a very big 7 and pretty strong but I don't let him rope cattle he only gets to rope the sled if he's going to rope on a horse he ropes the sled and I just like to go slow and it has to be fun and and I I have a weird theory about the gap that you cr- when you crave an, a sport and it doesn't matter if it's baseball basketball rodeo wrestling whatever there's a 10 year deal where you eat Sleep, breathe. Everything about your being is that sport. Travel, baseball, pitching, coach, hitting, coach. All those things. I want to pee. I want to still crave and peak in the middle of that ten years when I. It can become beneficial. Yeah. Well, breakaway roping. If you start hustling, your this is my personal opinion. So I don't want to offend anyone. But if you push your kids when they're little, 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 eight nine, 10, you haul them all over the country. They're going to get to 18 and they're going to be tired. They're not going to want to get in the car and drive 18 hours to open. Then they go to college. They get a college scholarship. Then they have a couple years of college rodeo. And then they could potentially pro rodeo. They're done at 22. You see it as a coach. Uh Uh They get to you at 18 and they're like, Oh yeah, this is good. And then you're like, Hey, let's try this. And they're like, that's not how I do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I I get that, but I'm just trying to help you. You understand, like I'm here to facilitate your dreams and your goals. You tell me your dreams and goals. I help you make that happen. This is what I see to make you better. So try it. Maybe, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. If it doesn't work, yeah, we'll go back to your way. No big deal. No harm, no foul, but we got to try, right? Mm-hmm. So they get to a certain in that 10 year gap where then it's your burnout. You don't
0: want to go the same old, same old.
1: I mean, it doesn't matter what sport it is. This is my, this is what I believe. And this is what I've
0: seen as a coach for a
1: few years now that the kids that were hauled super hard when they were young, 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 like I'm talking halters and buckets young, like this is what we won. We, it, you know, it's awesome. It's family time. I get it. It's super, super awesome, but they get to where they can peak. And especially now, in the breakaway open, they can go win 30, 3,400 to win Springfield. Right. That's what CY one. Right. I mean, a lot of money, like that's, that's a pretty good little 1.7 second job. Right. So let's peak when we're beneficial and we, we will get in the car and we'll go from Buffalo, Texas. Is that where you were? Yeah. Drive all night to Springfield, Missouri, to rope for calf, drive all night home. And it's like, Oh, that sucked. But God, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Still,
1: And then, and then this weekend, where do you go this weekend?
0: We're going to uh, Joe Beavers this weekend. See, then you're like, let's do it again. Yeah. right back at it.
1: Let's go. Let's go to red bluff. Let's go to Re- Reno. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to get in the pickup and it doesn't matter how far I have to drive. I'm back in the box. I'm going to road for some money. I want, I, 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 you want to be in that gap and yeah. that in that 10 and then like some people's more some people's 15 but there's a gap where you your opportunity is you know there to crave well, it
0: and eat and I think sleep. to eat sleep and rope yeah or i mean any, anything any event i mean it doesn't just have to yeah. be roping, but right. i think that that's where you know we're pretty fortunate because just like me i team roped a majority of my life and then in like 2013 I didn't make the college finals five years in a row and I got hacked. So I'm like, I'm figuring this stuff out. So I feel like I kind of started over from scratch then. And I, just like you said, you're hungry. You want to know, you want to go, you want to do all the things. And especially right now, you know, it's the rodeos, the PRC rodeos, breakaway, it's new. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. Where can we go? Where, like you said, where can we? Or can we go to Red Bluff? Can we go to Springfield, Missouri? Um, you know, then where do we go? You know, we're driving all around the world. We're flying. We're doing all this stuff. People are like, mm-hmm. "You're nuts!" And we don't. We don't care. We're just having fun. And it's like, oh, how exciting! You know? Uh, yeah, this is what we want to do. Yeah, it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I think you're dead on. You know, and you look back, and if I think if you're honest, you know, I can look back and see things I did, and you do. You hit that peak, and then you're like, mm, "Let's do something different."
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Um, and it, as a coach, you see those that. things and then you're, you're like, Oh, I, I can use, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. I have, uh, I have Wade as a husband and he, I, I feel like he's pretty good at competing at the highest level, whether it's football or it's rodeo. And he didn't college rodeo, he high school rodeoed, and then he played college football. And the minute he played college football, he was done. Like, when I met him, I was super pumped because I was like, "God, I don't have to watch football! He doesn't even watch football. He doesn't even like it's weird. Like he played football, but he doesn't watch it. It's awesome." Mm-hmm. But he was done. Like football was over. He had played football for his peak. He got invited, you know, to try thinking about maybe the NFL, and he was like, Mm-mm. "Nope, nope, I'm gonna go rodeo." Yep. So then he goes in rodeos, and uh, we met in 2006 fast forward 10 years, Weston's born in 2013, Lyndon's born in 2016. And there, the desire to go on the road was gone. Yeah. He was going to be very
0: successful.
1: He's going to be dead. He didn't, I mean, it was too hard to go and be gone and, and leave them and me. And I say me, I hope it's me, but maybe not. (laughs) No, we'll go with that. Uh, Yeah, we'll go with the boys. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he he just didn't, he didn't want it anymore. He didn't want to get in the truck and go down the road. And I don't blame him. Um, you know, for, I say a lot, um, this deal with the breakaway is about 10 years too late for me. And not really, not necessarily too late. Cause I'm still going, I still enter. I still want to go, but to get in the, in the truck, like you did this weekend, like you, there's no shot. Cause my, my, my being is so wrapped up in those two little humans that I made that I, I don't think I could, I know, I know what it takes to rodeo. I did it with Wade. He was on the road, you know, I'd have a rig sometimes I didn't rodeo with him because I've always had a job and it, financially, we just didn't, we just didn't, we didn't think that was beneficial for us. And now we have a place, you know? And so it worked out for us this way, but, um, like, I, I don't have an in me to go and to be like, I'm going to be gone a month and, and I won't see him and I'm mm-hmm. going to leave him with Wade and I'm going to leave him with our responsibilities. I, I, I can't do that. Like I couldn't a weekend thing. That's one thing I'll you know, I'm down to go mommy's down to go uh Condillos for a weekend. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: <laughs> but but not for a month. No way. I could never I don't I just don't it's like I said, it's just a little bit too late for me. But if if the opportunity arises, I wholeheartedly think, and you know this because you you're from here, I think that I could stay fairly close to Fowler, Colorado and hit right and still still have a good run at it.
0: Yeah. I think so too. And, and you know what? I mean, here's the thing we're all, and you've, you've been through this. We are all at different places in our life and that's okay. I mean, that is perfectly okay. And, and two, you know, the fact that you're able to be a mom and you've got them two little humans, the little monsters. I don't know that you call them humans. humans (laughs) You you know, you bred them big, but um, I love them little boys, but you know, just the fact that, You are a mom and that is your priority and you still love to break away and you still love to be a coach and you still love to be a wife and a mom and all the things, you know, that's, that's something that's more admirable to me too, Than, you know, maybe going down the road. No, that's maybe where I'm at in my life at this time, but you know, moving forward, it it changes in every season. So, so let's, let's talk about that too. I mean, okay. So you're going to stay close to Fowler. There's still going to be tons of potential. So, so what's that going to look like for you?
1: Uh, for me, hopefully COVID aside, hopefully, you know, I don't, who knows with what happens with that. Cause it's,
0: it That's is totally what it changing. is.
1: And yeah. Yeah. And we have to, we just have to adapt to that situation as it comes, but, um, you know, uh, go to the ones that I think I can, I, I can go to, you know, I'm I'm super guilty, and you've heard me say this. I have a two-hour radius <laughs> from Fowler, America. We have some really, really good amateur rodeos, and I get the Fabrizio phone call like, "Are you going to go to Craig?" I'm like, uh, "Is that two hours from Fowler, America?" And they're like, "You guys are like, no." Then I'm not going.
0: <laughs> no shot. Is there a mountain? I have
1: is that to go over, over a mountain? Yeah, that's the yeah. Is there, thing. A is there a mountain?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: there's a mountain. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. No mountain for me. I'm a flatlander, but, uh, gosh, I mean, just think about our, if you think pro rodeos, cause you know, this is where we're at now and I'm super gangbusters. We have Pueblo, we have Estes, we have Colorado Springs. If the, if they end up adding it, right. Mm-hmm. Colorado Springs, Casper, Laramie, Sheridan, uh, Cody, Cheyenne. I mean, Boom! You want to talk dollars? Look at what Cody did for for the world standings for you guys just last year. Look at what if Cheyenne goes to it. Look at what Cheyenne could do for you and I. That you know the year we we did so good there. um just, I mean, just this circuit Amarillo. I mean, from where I'm at, I can get a lot of places in about ten hours. Yeah, you know that because you lived here. So that that opens the door a little bit. I might have to go over some mountains and Aaron bless her. She lives one mile down the road and she is a gangbusters to go anywhere. Cause she was with you this last weekend. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to change a little bit, but I'm not, I like, I won't do like the be gone a month, go to, go to the Northwest and go to Pendleton and Helensburg and Walla Walla. And you know, all of those, I, I won't do that.
0: But I still think you know, like you said, if it if it's in the cards and it lays right, I think it's definitely happening, and it's possible. Um, It's possible to hit and and see where it takes you. So it's not like um, that. That's the end game either. I mean, you still have a chance. Yeah, for sure. So, what would you tell a girl who is maybe in your situation? I mean, what what? How do you plan? How do you kind of look at that? I know, you know. I feel like I cheat sometimes because I have Raymond and his experience, and you have Wade, and 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 you've been yeah, through sure. you know that experience. You you know what pro rodeos look like, and you know what it looks like to be on the road and be gone. So what 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 piece of information could you share with with those girls? Uh, can you hear me? Hi. Did you switch me to your car? Oh, uh, yeah. I turned my car on because it was getting a little. I
1: know. advice to someone in my situation go through the schedule and figure out if there's one thing that you wanted like if you're like i i personally at some point before i'm you know not able to compete i'm going to pendleton fyi wade sumter we're gonna get in the truck you, you might should let him know. Go. we're gonna what let our buck when mommy enter Right? Yeah. Mommy's gonna enter. You could that dad can hang out in the letter buck room with the boys and mommy's gonna rope calf at Pendleton. Um, but figure out like I'm super big about okay, we're gotta we can't just go winging a prayer on this deal. You gotta have a you have to have a plan. There is no successful rodeo cowboy that doesn't have a plan, that doesn't have pretty much their year mapped out, whether you can hit this rodeo or that rodeo or you know, wherever you're going to end up going, you have to have a plan because if you, you can't just enter and think that it's going to hit right. Cause it's not, it will, it will make a fool out of you really fast. So you have to make your plan and figure out, you know, what's feasible and what might be a better setup for you. Like what might, you know, what might be for you, you have a couple horses going now. What might be a, what, what horse you would ride at Cheyenne is not going to be the same horse that you're going to rope at, uh, you know, North a, side. a small building, yeah. right? North side. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of make your plan, get your game plan, set some goals and then figure out how you achieve those goals by going through the schedule. Really? Like you have to, you have to plan it out. Cause my, I tell people this all the time. My day is choreographed almost to the minute. I don't like, like I can sway five minutes here and five minutes there, but I have so many irons in the fire when it comes to what I have to do for my administration and what I need to do in the office and what I need to do as a coach, you know, office time. And then what I need to do, and we could start off in the morning at six 30 with mom time. Like you're lucky if I get to wash my hair sometimes, like I, if I mess up my, my wake up time, my whole day might be messed up Mm -hmm. because I didn't get all my steps. So as a mom and as a, as a, person with a lot of irons you don't have to be a mom but somebody with a lot of irons and fire like yourself like your day is choreographed pretty much to the t so you can't you can't sway far left and right and rodeoing is the same way because you can enter four rodeos and and have to draw out of one because you hit the three that you needed you hit the three that you needed right so you have to turn out a one because you're at slack this morning afternoon perf night perf and and you are Probably leaving your horse saddled and water bucket in the manger, going down the road. Right. And that's how that's how real rodeoing can be. a hundred rodeos a year, eighty-five, seventy-five, whatever rodeos a year. It's not a wing and a prayer. Like it's planned. It's very choreographed.
0: Yeah. It's, so what? I've helped
1: what a is, few. Go ahead. I have helped a few coaches in our region that have gotten hired, but they were rodeo cowboys. And they're like, I'm like, well, show me your, let me see your resume. And they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't really have, I don't never had a job. I went to college. I rodeoed, made the NFR. Now I want to be a rodeo coach. All right. So what did you write as a rodeo cowboy? Oh, I'm a rodeo cowboy. I said, no, 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 no. You have time management. You have money management. You have, Sponsor, you have marketing experience because of your sponsors that you're promoting like all of these things like all of the things that go into being a rodeo cowboy or a cowgirl people don't even know it doesn't just come it comes because you learn and you learn by doing which is Cal Poly motto
0: FYI yeah, you, you learn
1: by doing and you keep you know you keep you keep hustling but you have to it's it's not it's not for the faint of heart like it's hard work and it's not just, you know, stupid rodeo cowboy that wins a bunch of
0: money. Like there's a lot that plays into it. Yeah. So where, I mean, I completely agree. And, and it's just like you said, I think that, you know, I, you've helped me with a lot of that stuff as well, you know, time management and everything, It's just part of it that comes with what we do and wanting to have more irons in the fire and wanting to have a career as well as rope, as well as. Do all these other things? You know, it's not like you just wake up and you're like, "Well, what am I going to do today?" Even though ideally, you know, we say we'd like to do that. Even though I think we would be lost because <laughs> we wouldn't have an agenda. But I mean, so how going about the entering and stuff? You know, some of the stuff that we're coming up with, we don't know necessarily. You know, I look every day at, at the book and or the online—I guess you want to call it—we um, don't really have a mapped out plan yet. But a lot of do, new things are opening up, so um, with you, I thought it was so neat. Like you're, you're like, okay, I kind of guess your plan is your circuit. You know, that's what I gather just listening to you. You're going to go to the circuit rodeos plus within 10 hours. So that's your plan. And then, so then going from there, you know, how do you, how do you put that into action? Where do you enter? How do you go? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that that's great advice because, you know, you've got to have a starting balance of X amount of money you think it's going to take to, to make it no and make it feasible. And, you know, I'll tell you that
1: I'm super lucky that I have Wade to kind of rely on because he knows he, you know, he, he did that for a living for a long time and he would know what perfs and how you could hit all the rodeos that you could hit. And he, you know, if, if it ever comes to that, say like a 4th of July run, cause I kind of threw out like, Hey, would you go with me if I enter, if I made a fourth of July run like Cody Red Lodge Livingston like that only like that little run Mm because that was like one of his favorite little times and like Greeley Cody Red Lodge Livingston maybe Oakley because that you you can kind of make that happen too if they if if all of those rodeos you know end up adding breakaway and he's like yeah I would totally you know I would totally go with you and he knows how to enter but what he would always say you have to win a thousand dollars a rodeo. And like, you want to put a freaking golf ball in your throat right here, yeah. you know, you have to win a thousand dollars a week at a, a rodeo, not a weekend, a thousand dollars rodeo. If you want to, to be successful, <laughs> right? You're like, oh, oh man, just, really? wait, what did you just say a thousand rodeo? And you say, yeah, that's if you want to win, if you want to make DNFR, if you want to do those things, that's what you have to do. Is are you going to win a thousand dollars every rodeo? Absolutely not. You might win five thousand at one. You might win eight hundred. You might win five. You might win two forty. Right. Mm-hmm. You might. But you have to average a thousand dollars a rodeo. So, if you're wanting to budget, you have to look at that. You know, if however many rodeos you're going to enter, it's going to be what I don't know what the fees. I don't. I haven't looked at the fee scales for everything yet. But say they are two hundred oh, rodeo. If you want to win 30,000, you're going to, you know, do the math,
0: yeah. but
1: then you have to look at your yeah. profit and loss and how much, if you average a thousand dollars rodeo, if that that's your winnings, you know, all those things, but yeah. he would say, I have, you have to win a thousand dollars rodeo to make the NFR because they go to 75 rodeos.
0: I think last year, you know, looking back, I think we had 30 total and yeah. 10 of those were Mesquite every week oh really yeah Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it 10 is the accurate number but there was a big span of a couple weeks or a couple months where mesquite had one every week and so that was a big number of our rodeos so you know and and a lot more of them added it and to win that
1: to win that how much did that did to to win that weekly deal win how much would you win there
0: I think you could win like 1500 at mesquite yeah that's yeah but if yeah, so I mean, you gotta look at the numbers, countries. you know.
1: Yeah, if you have if you if there's only thirty rodeos in the book, and you're gonna you can't go to all thirty, obviously. Like it's not right, you know, it's not it's it, you can't you can't make that happen, but it's kind of interesting to think about because really realistically the, the you got you core right now that made the NFR last year and that are continuing to do this, uh, you know, and and you guys are like trailblazing because this is a whole new ball game because how to enter for bronc riders and and bull riders and team ropers and bulldoggers is different than how you guys are going to enter your slacks are gonna be, and even how the, how the how the barrel racers enter. You know, there's some rodeos, a barrel racer won't enter for a perf or won't enter for a slack because the ground's not better. You don't win anything out of the slack. So they want, they want to draw on the perf and they'll trade for perfs and all, you know, I mean, it's a science. Yeah. So you guys, like my advice to everyone who's going to go to all these rodeos, write you a journal so that you, you know, you know, obviously for your own personal benefit so that you kind of know, like. Hey, if you're going to go to Springfield, Missouri, you want to be in the, you know, it's okay to be in the middle, right? You don't have to necessarily be in the last perf or you want to do slack or, you know, to get back or whatever it is like, right, right, write your journal down. So you kind of know, cause you, you guys are going to go to way more than someone like myself. Will.
0: Well, just like Waxahachie, I learned, like you're saying about the bell racers. So when we showed up there, it had rained, like, I don't know how many inches. It was knee deep in mud, the the community in there and they worked their butts off and tried so hard. And I'm so thankful for them. But then bro racers were before us and and they were all up there. And you know, I'm I feel like a little like freshman, you know, walking up there, like, oh, what are you gonna say? You know, and and they're talking and and Haley Kenzel, I was I was walking back there and I said, you know, hey, are you gonna run? And or what are you doing? She's loading up and She's like, no, you know, she said the gr- the committee worked really hard. I'm so thankful for them. And she said, but my horse slides way too much anyway. And it was, it was deep, you know, and, and she yeah. was like, but everything's going to be one in the perks anyway. And, and the ground's mm-hmm. going to get so much better. There's, there's really no point, you know? And I, and I right. thought about that and I'm like, huh, well, that makes sense. You know, like I as a right. breakaway roper, but I've never even thought about that. So I'm like, okay, I've, right. I'm trying to learn about everything, you know? So then, you know, you go back and you look at the results at Waxahachie. So I was there the slack Thursday. And then I also came back Friday, perf back through there from Buffalo on the way to Springfield and got a couple other girls in the rig with us to, to go up there. And, um, it was dusty. It was dusty. Right. The committee had worked yeah. so stinking hard. The ground was dusty. It was awesome. But most everything won in the breakaway was one in the slack in the knee deep mud. Most because everything the cows one in the-
1: run so hard.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's so different. And I just, that little experience, I, I'm, I feel like a kid in the candy store. I'm like, Ooh, I learned something, you know I mean? But, but it is so, like you said, it's so different for every event. And, um, I, you know, especially for us, it's, it's going to be just trial and error. You know, I, I think we can pick a lot from the tie down ropers, team ropers, bulldoggers too, cause it's similar to what we do, but it is, it's just going to be trial and error and that's going to be the fun part of it. Yeah, for sure.
1: It's super awesome. I mean, the opportunity, I always tell, like, people ask me, oh, did you go here? Did you go here? I'm like, hi, you know, it just didn't work out for me this year, like to to go to these things or, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm like, the opportunity is awesome. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens as a female roper and as a girl that legitimately, I wouldn't say retired, because that's not the right word. It was just like, there was nothing to go to. So Mm -hmm. why would I, you know, I might as well train barrel horses and, and, and get in that business. And ride colts and ride rope horses and sell them because if you're not, you know, I mean, it, that was just what I did. I, I kind of just was knew that it was done when I graduated from college and I rode out of the college finals arena. It was like, boy, I'd love to team rope at a pro rodeo, but that's, you know, there was, there was Tammy West right yeah. now, but Tammy West was, she was like the queen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just not a thing. So now, just the opportunity, yeah, now the opportunity for everybody is so much greater. And, you know, with the WCRA and with all of the amateur associations adding it, and then, you know, people going like, oh, this breakaway deal is pretty cool. Let's have a 5,000 or 10,000 at a jackpot and see how many girls we can get. And then like 200 of us show up and they're like, what the, that's awesome. <laughs> like, you come Let's from? do it again. You know, like that was fun. And, you know, um, and I just think I'm, I'm really proud of us as, as women and us as, um, you know, like our own deal. Like I, I call, I call barrel racers Betty's, but I I love barrel racers. So it's no disrespect to the, to the, to the Betty's, but I'm like the Betty's do their thing, you know, and then now we have our thing. And the coolest part about our thing is that like the barrel racers, we ride well. It's fast. It's super cool to watch. Coolest part about our event: everybody wins. The calf wins. We rope the calf. The calf never stops forward momentum. If you're talking about, you know, this probably goes back to the production side of with with myself. If you're going to talk about an an event that's easy to watch, brake layer Opens easy to watch. We back in the box. We nod. Our hairs flying. People mm-hmm. like me wear fringe and like crazy shirts, <laughs> you know. And um, you know we're clean and we smell pretty and we rope our calf fast and the calf ropes at the back end. And you're like, what just happened? You know, to the naked mm-hmm. eye, they don't know what happened. They just think maybe maybe it, it broke, like it didn't work <laughs> right. But then they realize, oh gosh, it does. They don't they don't hurt any. Nothing hurts. Everything's good. Pretty horses, drag butt and blonde hair and brown hair and red <laughs> hair flying and me with glitter and fringe and glitter and fringe, no powder yeah.
0: glitter.
1: just glitter and fringe and we're just it's fast and it's awesome and it's cool and people like it and I hope that committee saw that with the NFR breakaway and with Cheyenne you know kudos to Cheyenne for like kind of taking, you know, sticking their neck out and doing mm-hmm. it on that, on that spectrum, because it changed the game. Because after Cheyenne was when I got the phone call to, to put together a group to go to to San Juan or no, before it was a little bit before then, because they heard that Cheyenne did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got to go to San Juan Capistrano and, and, you know, from there it, it's in Pendleton's done it. And I mean, there's, there's some cool spots and I'm excited that, as a, as a rodeo wife, like as a NFR rodeo wife, that maybe now Wade's going to have to like pack my water buckets and drive a rig for me. and <laughs> but
0: you put you his know, heels on and get go it, sit in the stands.
1: <laughs> right. He, I'm going to give, I'm going to, I don't like little dogs. So I'm going to buy a Chihuahua and a, and a video camera <laughs> bag. Cause no, you know, that was back. that was back before cell phones had cameras worth a nickel and <laughs> sit in the stands at a slack all day get sunburn all that good stuff
0: pack him some sunscreen and you know maybe like a little when you do good
1: yeah take the kids to the carnival yeah Yeah. it's gonna be awesome
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm gonna be like
1: I'll be over here roping calf I'm gonna need you to push too Go yeah. ahead and, get the push yeah, and um
0: could you uh write the cab numbers down too that'd be great uh i said
1: yeah. i asked i said if i ever if i ever go he was at cheyenne that year and i was like are you gonna go down there And he's like no like, what he's like why don't i go down there i was like i don't know Stand in the box with me he's like i'm not standing in the box with you ever no way Mm-mm. i'm like why he's like i think i'd be more nervous <laughs> like what oh my god it was funny <laughs> yeah so so we'll we're get about, him pushing that's what we'll get him doing Jordan. we
0: need to there's an art to it and then bulldoggers they have their own way so like oh. gary gilbert oh there's the a best. lot for they're us and he got to where he was looking back at me and so one day i'm like look gary you're making me nervous like knock it off stop it what are you doing and he's like no you don't get it we if i look back at you i'm i'm just a step ahead of the cap all the bulldoggers do it and i was like yeah oh, i learned something from the bulldoggers.'" And so then it wasn't so awkward that I I was staring at me, but
1: of anything, the breakaway and the bulldogging, when it comes to horsepower is the most similar, which sounds asinine. I get it because a bulldogging horse is running past cattle, but the the start is the most important part of the bulldogging. And the start is the most important part of the breakaway.
0: Yep. Like I I tell
1: girls this all the time, like, it is so awesome to have a horse that just runs out there and drags it and looks. Awesome doing it, but like let's be realistic, they just barely have to slow their feet down as long as the calf's moving forward. Like Mm -hmm. they don't have to be dragging it. But if they get from point A to point B the fastest and give you an opportunity to take a high percentage throw, lights out. Like Mm -hmm. that's the fast that's the fastest run. When you get from point A to point B the fastest, and you have a high percentage shot that you take accurately and you get it on the neck, you're gonna win. Yeah. And the start is the most important. And I learned that from from you know Wade and it was funny because you know he he's here and and works the shoots and helps me and you know he's helped me a lot with young horses that I ride and outside horses and all that stuff and um just he's like you know we we break down the start a lot when it comes to to all that kind of stuff
0: so what Making are some of the things he's told you and stuff on that um
1: well I can't get my secrets away share
0: though. your secrets don't make me
1: feel <laughs> He would love for you to call him. He's like, do you want me to be on that call with Jordan? And I said, oh gosh, I can't imagine what you two would talk about. <laughs> um, No, it's just a lot about making horses leave off your hand and being really flat and and not elevated and everything just seems to be in that forward momentum and and kind of how to score them and you know all that kind of stuff. Just a lot of, um, a lot of box stuff and keeping a horse real flat and and you know leaving off your hand, you know. Yeah there's no there's no kick starting
0: around here no big difference no yeah there's no there's no if you're off of it like I was off of the barrier at Springfield and they they didn't even clap when I wrote you know two five oh like are you saying? yeah you know yeah it is it. a lot a lot similar to the bulldogging and it just like you said if you don't nail the start you don't give yourself the best high percentage and there is somebody else who's going to, you know, just like CY. Right. Um, She blasts one, one seven, you know, but she nailed the start. Right. And that's, that's what it takes.
1: Cause then it's easy. Cause then you never feel like anything's getting away from you. you. You know, it's, it's just right there in front of you and in a, in a straight line for the most part, usually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk, let's back up a little bit about the production side of it. This is something I think that is a little bit overlooked. You know, I know that, you know, and I know because we've, we've done some production side of it. But what advice would you give to some girls that maybe don't understand? You know, I, I know that we we fight really hard for the best of the best, you know, the most added money, the best calves, the, the best um, grounds participate in, you know, the list goes on. But what are some things on the production side? You know, I always say, I think you should have to put something on before you ever get to enter because you would have a whole different outlook on, on what we get to do. So what, what are some things you would Uh, shed light on in that aspect? If you you could
1: tell somebody like you have to go produce a, a rodeo or a roping in order to gripe, if you have a gripe, you don't get to say it unless you've actually done this. So I think you have to have a lot of grace if you're, if you, if you don't understand and maybe you've never produced anything and it is so easy and quick to be like, the cattle were terrible, the, you know, the slack took forever. Well, maybe you didn't realize that the, that the ambulance had to leave and they had an emergency. So you had to wait two hours for another ambulance because they have to do, you know, in order to have a rodeo, you have to have the ambulance there, you know, or, um, you know, maybe it's, it's a it's a small crew. If we're talking rodeo, you have a stock contractor, maybe two hired guys, a rodeo secretary. She's in the office, and 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 a, and a young kid helping support cattle. If you see somebody in a bind, jump off and help them. You'd mm-hmm. be shocked how much faster. My very first college rodeo was in Shatter, Nebraska, and I like I said, I'm tall and I have long blonde hair and I wear interesting clothing sometimes. And, um, the guy who was sorting bulls got hooked. It was an old man. It was birch. It was birch rodeo. And, um, and he got hooked and he was an older gentleman. And so I jumped back there and I went to sort and help him sort bulls and, and load bulls at the college rodeo. And they're like, what, who, who is this chick? Like, you know, and birches knew who I was. <laughs> but nobody, none of the college kids. And I mean, that instant, mm-hmm. they were just like, wait a minute, like that you, you show your respect for the, the production. This last weekend, I was hanging flanks in, at the buck and shoots because, you know, they were kind of shorthanded and, and we were trying to hustle. We were trying to get through, you know, 30 Bronx and they couldn't hang flanks. So I'm setting flanks and doing all this. And that the guy who was flanking is like, gosh, darn, that was nice of you to set all those flanks. Like I didn't even have to do anything. Like they were already set. All I had to do was make sure my guy was ready. And pull it in the way we go, but have grace. Understand that everything is not going to be perfect, that there is going to probably be a couple crummy calves in the herd that are going to be mm-hmm. stronger and it's hard and cattle, everything. If you look at it, everything costs more now. Fuel, you know, fuel was good for a while, but fuel's going up. And it's only going to get worse. The cost of cattle Used to be able to buy a calf for $200, $250. Now a calf's going to cost $500. You know, like all of these things you have to come, you have to think about. As a contestant, you don't because we're selfish. Like it's, it's not our fault. We want to win and it's about us and it's about us winning and us doing the thing. As a, as a professional athlete, you're selfish. It's the world revolves around you and what's going on in your world at this exact moment. And that's not a disrespect to anybody. It's just the honest truth of the matter. Have grace and look at the big picture and open your eyes and go like, I could help here. They're having heck getting calves loaded. Let me read numbers for them. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can, if you can do that, help, you know, like you're open, you have college kids to help, but we still have to help them because they don't understand or yeah. a college rodeo that you're, that you're producing. Cause maybe they, they've never done it. They don't get it. They don't understand Mm -hmm. how much work goes into it. So, you know, sometimes, you know, a secretary can, can mess up. And, and, you know, when you're, when you're calling numbers on 80 breakaway ropers and it's 17, 52, 46, 72 and 72 and 46 get messed up, have grace, Mm -hmm. understand that people, it's, there's still a lot of human thing. A judge holds a flag. It happens, you know, they they make the wrong call. It happens. All those things. So I think that when you're going down the road or as a young girl and you're going and you want everything to be perfect because it's all about you and it's it's about winning and this is what it's about. You need to look at the big picture if something happens or if there's a mishap and you end up being at slack till three o'clock in the morning because, you know, the ambulance left or they couldn't get cattle sorted or they had heck getting them they didn't have a return alley and they couldn't get them down the pit. And how many times have you seen that and you're just like golly what in the heck is wrong with these people mm-hmm. you need to have a little grace because sometimes they're that's the heart they're they're doing their darndest and they want everything to be perfect and some days it just doesn't work out
0: so well and two, i i when you were saying that made me think somebody told me one time somebody people will probably forget what you said but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Oh yeah, and for sure. That really stuck with me, you know, and um even at the amateur audio, I was going back year after year. Um, you know, those people don't forget. They don't forget how you made them feel. And and in good or and bad. If you
1: if you have a chance to thank a committee person, they have a you know, a hospitality and they gave you supper, even a freaking diet coke you know they just had a a chest full of waters or something Mm -hmm. thank those people all those people work for nothing like they're there because they love the sport and they want to help the sport and they want everybody to be successful and do a good job like help thank those people yeah thank the stock contractor even if your calf sucked and trust me it is hard to sometimes put your smiley face on and your political side or whatever you want to call it and be like, ah, thanks for doing this. There's been a lot of times where I've been mad Jose, like not super pleased with how everything played out. And I go shake the hands of the guy that, that, that had their open. Thank you for doing this. It's, you know, we appreciate it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Somebody's right at the window right here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like those, those things are those things are hard yeah but But I think and and be thankful and be thankful for the opportunity
0: yeah well and it is an opportunity you know that's one thing I really do think um I'm thankful for the opportunity and I do want to get to the point where it is all equal I was watching the finals I don't even know what year it was um they were talking about T woman and and Bobby Harris and they said they had won 15,000 over the finals Mm -hmm. And it was like they were pumped about it. And I was like, you know, you say fifteen thousand a day and you're like, oh wow, fifteen thousand. Yeah. Big whoopty. You know, but I mean
1: the stock contractor gets paid the same as he did 15 years ago. (laughs) That's the hardest part. It's like you're like, here are the cowboys, everybody's making all this more money, and all the stock contractors (laughs) are just like making the same
0: the same (laughs) amount working extra hard. Yeah. So I just, Uh, just like you said, just maybe having a different perspective, thinking bigger picture. And, you know, just like I I pulled into Springfield and Jamie Markham, she drove me all the way up there. Thank gosh. And I tried to stay awake most of it, but you know, five 30, I did brush my teeth. um, But I got up there at 8am and I was like, you know what? I'm just so thankful. Like, thank you, Lord, that I get to be here today, that I get to do this, that I even, even, you know, I made it. And they're letting us have breakaway and just those things. Cause it's, it's easy to like get a crummy attitude, you know, and just like oh, said, big time. constantly I, have a different perspective.
1: I always like, you, you've you heard me say this too. They're like, Oh, good luck. To say. I'm like, I just hope I don't fall off. Like <laughs> as long as we don't fall off, we had a good day. Why do you say that? I'm like, cause really that's the truth. Like as long as I stay in the buggy, we're just going to stay in the buggy. Things will, the chips will fall where they may you know, I didn't always have that mentality. I used to be a little bit of a dragon, but I might still be a little little bit of a dragon, but you know, my perspective has changed. Like Mm -hmm. now I'm just like, this is just cool. Like it's cool to do this stuff. And I, and I hope that, that younger girls that are growing up with this, just being like, not necessarily the norm, but a little bit more of the norm that Mm -hmm. they have opportunity to rope for so much money and and all those things they don't, you know, they all like. It's so funny because they see me and they they're like, "Who? Who? It's a. It's so. It's really funny because I'll run up and spank you on the butt and hey, girl, what's up yeah. and all this stuff and who is that? Who is that? <laughs> like, did she just spank Jackie on the butt? Like, did she just uh-huh. do that to her in public? Like, no one. And like, oh, it's okay. It's just Lindsay. Like, that's how she, that's what she does. That's her thing. Like, uh-huh. you know, cause I'm just happy to be there. Happy to see all my friends and cool to, to get to do what we do. Like really yeah. like, you know, there's no science behind it. Like it's just super awesome to get to be able to do what we do. And, and I hope that this younger generation realize how hard people like yourself and, you know, the the generation before you and the generation before, before me them. have worked yeah. mm-hmm. you know and the generation before them had worked to to even get to where you know we're doing this and it's super awesome
0: yeah it really is it's it's um something to be thankful for and it's exciting and you know passing you know we get to carry the torch right now but then we'll we'll pass it on too and so um it's it's pretty cool think about it
1: yeah yeah I mean, I'm not scared to to grab a girl by their ponytail and tell them to quit acting like that either.
0: (laughs) thing (laughs) I had short hair. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. So I ask everybody that's on here, if you had to tell your younger self something, you know, to go back and tell her something different, what would you tell her?
1: That's a hard one. That's what Um, everybody says. It's so funny that you say that because I've thought about that. You know, I did. I did a. I've done a lot of things. I've got to travel. Um, I think that I would take a trip abroad when I was in college. Sounds sounds really weird. Do a like. I'm talking like study abroad, because I thought about it, but I was so consumed with college rodeo. Like oh, I want. Right, where the, I was rodeoing. Because that was the end of the game, right? I'll take my husband into consideration on this. He high school rodeoed and had success state champ, all that had scholarship opportunities to rodeo. He was really good at basketball and even better at football. And he had an opportunity to play football. He stopped rodeoing and he did something out of his box and, and, and did that. And then he came back cause he had, he could come back. See now my age, where I'm at, I couldn't come back. College rodeo was it. And now looking back, I'm like, God, I really should have went to Europe for a semester. Like, what would have happened if I would have done that? Like, <laughs> how many more Wild West stories would Bill Gringa have then, you know? So uh-huh. I I wish that when there was a chance to do, as a, as my younger self, because I've, I've traveled a lot. I've done a lot of super awesome things is like take that leap where you're like, I'm just going to take this easy road. Take the hard road when you're young. Take the road that maybe makes you uncomfortable. And instead of, you know, like the, this is what I'm going to do and this is my path and I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a bachelor's degree and I'm going to get married. I'm going to meet my husband in college. He's going to be filthy rich and drop dead gorgeous and look like Channing Tatum. And (laughs) I'm going to... Never have to have a job and I'm going to be taking care of my whole life, you know, like you, you when you're when you're young, you know, because you're you're you had that was the plan like that was the end game I'm he's going to make the NFR he's going to look like Channing Tatum. He's going to, you know,
0: like do you still so hold filthy like rich. Wade's picture up next to Channing's
1: and cover right? their hair or, uh, um, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> premature balding at 25 that Wade had. Yeah. So like, you know, you have all these, like in your mind when you're young, you are like, this is, this is what, you know, this is what, it's. this said. is how
0: it's going to happen to the T. This is a timeline. I'm going to have these kids. I'm going to have a cat and dogs and flowers and a yard and there is not going to be any stickers or pink flamingos in there
1: and i will not have a job absolutely not. I, will I will be a kept not. woman no i will not work i will not have a job i will be a kept woman people will take care of me i'll be a servant all the you know so you, like when you're younger you have all these like what you think your life is going to be
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: you don't you don't get out of that box if there's an opportunity and it might make you want to puke a little bit take it. Cause it's going to be your biggest adventure. And I'm so glad that the way that, you know, I, w- I was older when I had children, I'd lived a lot. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't change anything in my life really. Like, I think I have a pretty, I I think I've, I, I haven't you killed anyone well. yet. I've lived well. I've been pretty, you know, I feel like I have some success. I have a good life. I have a good family and my, I couldn't do it without my parents. Their support is You know, if I could be a quarter of what my parents are to me to my boys, I'm you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be winning. So I just uh, to my younger self, I'd be like, take some of those risks, even though you didn't want to and you didn't want to like maybe miss a couple rodeos or anything. Like, do it, go for it. I mean, we've roped a gajillion calves. If we don't practice, is it really gonna change that much for us? Probably not. You know. Mm-hmm. As long as our horses, our horses are taken care of and they're, they're in shape. And, um, you know, all of those things, like I'm my, my, I, I think more probably about my horse than I do myself. Like I couldn't come to your roping because we had negative 20 degrees for like two weeks straight and there was snow. And it, I was like, I can't do that to my horse. I want, I wanted to be there passionately. You know, I love your roping. I haven't missed yeah. it since you had it. I won it when, I won it when it was the Texas, what was it used to be called?
0: Texas, West Texas West Time Event.
1: Yeah. Nice. You know, I have my West Texas Time Event buckle and WTs on it. And it's like, I love that roping, but I couldn't do that to my horse. And, and that's more important to me, you know, than, and just like, you know, I said, put it in the scholarship fund. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not there. I just, I, I my horse means more to me than to that mm-hmm. and i personally I'd be fine I'm still I can still go to the gym and I can still do my push-ups at night and I can still do all these things but my horse was just hanging out in negative 20 degree weather and it was very cold very not ideal it was not ideal but yeah take the risk if it makes you feel uncomfortable and want to puke then you should probably do it yeah
0: I think that's great advice because you know we get so locked in on you know we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this and you know. I, I've learned as I've gotten older. I'm still 29 too. Um, that uh, <laughs> weird, we're the same age.
1: How that we're the Same
0: age, can you believe it? Um, time goes by way faster than you think. Yeah, it and does. and um, you can get pretty locked in and look up, and you haven't taken the chances and you haven't taken the risks and. You know, doors have, may have been opened, but now they're closed. And so I, I'm with you. I think that that's great advice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, that is maybe the only thing that I would change. Everything else, the dancing on table. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> like no, no, all no, the really. other we'll stuff. Go, do that now. too. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. But it's so, cool.
0: One of the coolest things I was, I want to talk about a little bit on here. Um, I, I got to stand beside you in the short run at Cheyenne, which I just think that that's so cool because, yes, we were fortunate and we'd, we had success there. We drew good calves, we, we took advantage of them, you know, whatever you want to say. But the fact that you were somebody in my life that when I was young and dreaming and had all these big things, you know, it, and, and just listening to your story and kind of your dreams too, it kind of all came together right there. That moment in history it will be something probably that I will cherish more than anything in my career ever. When we, we all got to, well, first of all the first calf that got run there ever in the breakaway was so cool. And then secondly, just the, when the 16 of us lined up for the short round and the crowd was, Mm -hmm. the crowd was jam packed and we were on the track and I was just like, holy cow, this is happening. Um,
1: you know, I, I just, I was like really hoping we didn't fall off really
0: just just, don't
1: fall off if I fall off
0: make sure my rope breaks first (laughs) (laughs) and you know what then everybody just came with the heat too like I remember back there like dang I mean back off a little bit like knock it off but you know I just um I think that that was one of the coolest moments to date in history and getting to do that with you um you know, it's just so neat, and and I feel like it was a melting pot of girls in that short mm-hmm. round too. And sure. um, just like you said earlier, you know, shout out to that committee for giving us that chance. But I think it was really a like this is a icing on the cake of what's to come. Um, for sure. What did
1: what did it that did, mean? It to changed you? perspective. I remember. Um, okay, so it was it that if you've never been, whoever's listening, if you've never been to Cheyenne, it's giant. Like if you can't describe how giant it is, like it's a giant place, but then when you're riding around there, you, it takes forever to get anywhere. And so we're all like, we all roped and all of us were at the back end, like watching you and like, I'm welled up and like super emotional because I'm so freaking proud of you. Like, and all of the things that you've accomplished because I remember sitting on, like, sitting at the state finals in Colorado when you were a senior, and it didn't maybe go great, and you're upset, and I'm like, "It's this isn't it. It's not over." You know, like mm-hmm. we've ha- we had those conversations. Like it's just one. It's it's. I know it sucks right now, and it's you want to kill people, right? Like you're so upset. But it's not over, and I remember like having these conversations with you when you were young, to watching you and Cheyenne, and like having some success behind you, which I'm super cool with. I don't even care. Like I'm all, I've like riding back. I'm like all welled up. And like, it was so crazy. It was crazy. And it was, and I I can't explain, like you said, you can't explain. We had never been on that level. I had been on that level in like a circus freak kind of way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I had done things in front of thousands of people, but never to where it was very choreographed. This was like, you know whatever happens happens, happens. And you have to compete and you have to do you know you have to do your deal so like that that moment for me probably I will never forget same as you like we're all there Larry D's there you're there I'm there and that's like one two three on you know on the decades of how it kind of plays out and um no it is. it was awesome there was there's no like I I was crying hugging your mom crying so proud and you're on the stage getting your buckle and it was just awesome like I mean there's something that they can ne- never take away from us not yeah. for sure
0: I just no I do what I just, happened that was one of the I remember giving you a hug after and you know it's probably one of the best hugs ever but um just I probably I broke you, your rib <laughs> you probably did I mean you're a little stout um you know but, <laughs> No, it just not even, and I don't like. I don't mean not even the win for me. Just as a breakaway roper, right? As a whole, that picture was, that of all of us in front going. of the new building. Yeah,
1: like uh, all of us lined up because we did it, you know, and we we took that picture of all of us, and it was almost like you could like the picture of the old ladies back when they rode bucking yes. horses at Pendleton in the, in the thirties we're all dutted up. We're in front of that brand new building. That's super vintage looking anyways. And we're on the track. And it was just like, this is, this is what it could be for us for yeah. forever.
0: And that yeah. and that's
1: probably why you guys, like, for me, it was just like super awesome. And I, and I even knew then, and I told, I told J- JJ I was like, what you talking about? You're not going to go rodeo and we can go rodeo and go to hundred rodeos. And I said, JJ, I've done that. Like I've, I've done that life ish with Wade I I don't want to do that like Mm -hmm. I want to go I want to be part I want to be with you guys I will cheer you didn't there was no louder cheering during the NFR than me at home watching my Wrangler network like super proud um you know but every time you guys went around and you have an interview and you guys get welled up I'm welled up I watch the back number I'm welled up I'm just like I'm there with you you know I'm like I'm I'm feeling it with you and I'm so proud and and i just i'm i'm like that was that was just a cool moment that will forever be you know buried in my in my soul that like we all did it together and we we were there and and we did a good job like we 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 did a good job yeah it was was not embarrassing the best
0: breakaway ropings um that i've ever seen yeah
1: yeah we did a good job and it was awesome and it was funny because it, it's like, it, people remember, people probably because it was the first big deal that we've had, you know, I know they had it at Pendleton, but I've never been there. So I don't really know how it played out, but we didn't all go, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, But like, everyone was there and they're, how, oh, where'd you get that horse? Like, where'd he come from? You know, like,
0: it was like a lot yeah. of that,
1: you know, yeah. you're like,
0: thanks. I trained this horse. I made this horse. We actually, breakaway roping was like showcased there. almost. Yeah,
1: for sure. And it it just catapulted from there. And I'm so proud of everybody. And I'm so proud of you and like this podcast and all things breakaway. And I mean, just everything that you do, because you don't give yourself enough credit for all of the pushing of the breakaway that you've done too. So I'm just, it's
0: awesome. Well, thank you. But I wouldn't be here without a lot of people like you behind me um, yep. that support it and give me a lot of good ideas and, you know, roll Crazy with it. Crazy ideas.
1: Crazy lady I ideas.
0: <laughs> I did it anyway. Um, yep. So is there anything that you would like to share with the breakaway community that you haven't gotten to today? Um, I think that
1: the biggest thing to take away Is that this, this time in our history, it's always, obviously it's going to evolve from here, but realize that this was not, this was not the opportunity that was 10 years ago or five years ago that realize that this is, it's not an evolving sport because it's been around a long time. It's definitely set in stone on what we do and what we Mm -hmm. are. Right. So to say that the sport is evolving is it's not the sports the same it's getting it's getting faster but the opportunity that these committees and that these people like yourself that put on these big ropings you know um support those people and tell them thank you and have grace and be be appreciative of all the hard work that the people ahead of you have done because i don't want to see us get categorized as how some people can get categorized. And you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to disrespect anybody. But there's certain events that people are like, gosh, I gotta deal with this. Because, you know, all they do is gripe about the cattle or all they do is gripe about the ground or all they do is gripe about the stock. And, you know, they don't you know, they don't like this, they don't like that. You know, be brief be malleable, be, be ready to adapt to different situations that maybe you don't like. And that's okay. Like you don't have to like everything that's going on, but be appreciative that these people are putting their neck out to try to help us as a whole, as, as breakaway ropers and as rodeo athletes. And I think that sometimes back to the, to the selfish mindset of a, of a professional athlete, we lose that and we lose that side of it. Um, it's really hard to miss a calf and not want to throw a fit, but we have not necessarily an image to uphold, but we have, we have to do better. Yeah,
0: like we're rise be the up. Best.
1: we have to be the best event that is being introduced to mainstream rodeo. And we have to do a better job. We have to say, thank you. We have to be appreciative, be fast, get in the box, Don't be scared to fix your horse, but don't take forever. Nod your head. Let's do a good job. And let's make these people want us even more and want us to have equal money and want us to have all of these things and, and be just be present and be aware that they didn't have to have us. And there's a lot of girls who Jill, let's talk about Jill. I mean, you hang it up, you buy a barrel horse and you go run barrels and now, you know, 10 years later she wins the american.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just i think that it's it's so easy to be young and not understand what's going on and i hope that they understand that from people my age or your age or Larry D's and JJ's to to be appreciative of all of these these committees and these people that are are putting their neck out to help us become mainstream.
0: Yeah. I think that that's um, that's a great point to, to touch on. And we do, you know, I think we need to rise up in our leadership. We need to rise up because there's always somebody watching, whether mm-hmm. it's a committee man or, you know, a little little girl, little boy and another competitor. I mean, there's there's always somebody watching and it does make a difference um, and, and we make a difference. And so I think that that's something mm-hmm. to hold on to and and move forward with every day. So, well, Linz, I know me and you could, we could sit here and talk for hours. So probably won't do that today, <laughs> but
1: thank oh, you so much. Oh, we didn't so even much. bust out the Wild West stories. Come
0: on. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have a Wild West edition of the podcast, but thank you for yeah. uh, for taking the time and sharing your your knowledge and wisdom and, and your foundation with us. And um, we'll see you down the road.
1: I'm so proud of you. Mwah. You're
0: doing awesome. Keep it up. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Loop Breakaway Podcast. Our goal is to let the voices of the breakaway roping community be heard around the world. So stay in the loop with all things breakaway and join the breakaway community. For more episodes, head over to our website, intheloopbreakaway.com, and listen to all of our guests and their breakaway lifestyles. We'll see you down the road.